0: This is Jake, I'm here with Rafael Carmago of Eccentric. Today we are going to do a deep dive into flywheel training. So I have some data points from the community, basically just just asking people if they've used it, level of interest in flywheel training. So those sort of basic questions, we'll we'll touch on that first, um, to kind of set the tone for the deep dive with Rafael on the subject of flywheel training. But to start off, before we get into that, would you mind just uh, giving us a quick intro as to who you are and maybe even who Eccentric is? Of course, of course. Hey,
1: everyone, my name is Rafael Camargo. I work for Eccentric. I've been a trainer for roughly 20 years. I started as a trainer uh, on the early 2003. I never stopped since then. I have come to the realization that I could not be good on everything. So I kind of specialize in certain things in fitness. I have a bachelor's degree in physical education and a master's degree in biomechanics. And that's what brought my attention to flywheel training on the most recent years. I was starting to do some more intricate works with performance uh, athletes. And I started researching uh, some equipment that I could use to that. And that's how I got to know Eccentric. Uh, and lucky for me, they had an office here in the USA, right in my town, right on my backyard. So I was able to connect with them. And eventually they made me an offer to come start working with them uh, to join uh, the sales and education force here. So that that's the brief of it.
0: And if you had to summarize who Eccentric was in 30 seconds, what would you say?
1: So if I had to talk about Eccentric, I would just bring that's the the premium, the pioneer company in the flywheel training segment. Uh, eccentric was founded in 2011. And since then, uh, Eccentric uh, growth has been phenomenal. We're busier than a camel in the desert. Uh, trying to fulfill orders primarily from medical facilities, pro teams, all the uh, college teams. So we're always like really busy. And on the most recent years, we made this shift into accommodating all the requests for home gym equipment.
0: Awesome. Well, sounds good. Uh, Speaking of home gym um, owners, let me pull up my screen and... We will run through the data. Um, uh, anyone who hasn't listened to Garage Gym Experiment podcast or isn't familiar, we survey the community on a very regular basis and have several years of like data based off of Instagram stories. Um, so it's just important to keep in mind who's answering these questions. It's, it's mostly guys between their uh, late 20s and early 40s and they are passionate home gym owners. So it's just important to keep that in mind. Um, and most of them are, um, you know, they're, they're focused more on strength training with barbells, dumbbells, uh, et cetera. So this data is though it was specifically just asking uh, about their experiences with flywheel training and I'll run it and there's only a few questions. I'll run through it really quick. Um, so to start off, um, the level of knowledge of flywheel training, um, only 3% said that they had high level of knowledge. 24% said medium, 56% said low, and then 17% do not know what flywheel training is. Um, their overall level of interest, uh, about 5% said high, 16% said medium, 66% said low, and then said, I don't know what that is. And then um, 20% have used flywheel resistance um, within their training at all. And then within a home gym setting, about 5% say that they um, own some sort of flywheel um, equipment within their home gym. So in general, The uh, amount of people that have used the equipment um, is low, thus the amount of um, people that have uh, high interest is low, and then uh, also within people that own it within their home gym is also low. So um, that's, that's another reason why we really wanted to have this chat. I personally have been using flywheel training for, um, you know, I've I've had a K-Box in my gym for like nine months or so, and I love it. It is awesome. Um, I personally am not like, I don't have a personal training background. uh, So it's very hard for me to explain the benefits. And that's really why I wanted to have someone like Raphael on. And then one second while I clear this screen... Um, so, um, so, uh, quickly went over the data. What are your thoughts about the results to, before we, before we go into this deep dive?
1: Yeah, I'm not really surprised with the data. Uh, like I said, ro- home gym segment is it, new for us. Uh, it's something that started, uh, in 2020 with the pandemic, we start getting a lot of requests, but sure. Or equipment was mostly on a professional level, so it did have a high cost with it. So what our designers uh, at the R&D team did, they created a K-Box version that was cheaper. We manufacture with different materials. We remove uh, a few components that are more related to professional training, uh, making the K-Box less than half of the price of the Pro model. Uh, and then after that, we also created a pulley, the K pulley goal, that on the same guidelines. So we just had a pulley too. That's an awesome equipment for professionals. And then we created a smaller version that would be less expensive to help expand. And it worked. Like the, the, the fitness segment in a home gym for flywheel training started growing, starting on the 2020s and it's been taking off a lot lately. But yeah, most people that come to us, they come to the chat online or they send us an email. They're like, okay, I want to buy this because I heard on a podcast or I've seen uh, my favorite football player using, uh, but I have no idea what I need. I have no idea if this is something for me. And that's what we do here. We help people understand Uh, We're really low pressure in sales because we're really trying to educate the market. It's like, is this something for you? And sometimes the question is most times, yes. And we can find a certain equipment that's going to fit that uh, home gym segment. And what home gym owners are most interested, like you said, on a K-Box that you've been using, is the amount of movements that you can do. Is as versatile as a cable machine or library of exercises just for the K box itself is 75 exercises deep. So we can do a ton of movements, lower body, upper body, core, change of directions, anything. So I think most home gym users are trying to optimize their space because... There's only so much of your house that you want to transform into a gym. I know some guys would transform the whole house into a gym if they could. But there's only so much space. Sometimes you get left with a garage or a spare bedroom. So having a piece of equipment like a K-Box that only take a few square feet, you can do 70 different exercises. And when you're done, you can just stow it away, out of the way. It's
0: very popular for us. Awesome. Can you define what flywheel training is and um, what are the primary benefits? So flywheel training is basically resistance training, but
1: instead of using the gravitational pull of the earth, like we do with weights, you lift the weight, the weight's heavy, you get some resistance training. We use the inertia created by the flywheel. You have some heavy discs. Uh, We have five different sizes, discs, from extra small all the way to extra large. The larger the mass, the more inertia you're going to create. But the basically principle is during the concentric phase of the movement, you're going to create that input on the flywheel. So you're lifting that way. And then you're going to get a response on the output during the eccentric phase that's going to be equal to that resistance that you put during the concentric. So just imagine lifting a 20 pound weight for a curl. And then you have not only the gravity, but like an extra 20 pound weight pulling you down. So you need to resist. You need to decelerate the speed of the movement. And that's what the greatest benefit is. You're working the muscle on the eccentric phase. There's very few pieces of equipment that you can work specifically the eccentric phase of the movement. Uh, Even when you're just lifting traditional weights, you're mostly working on a concentric, you're engaging your muscles to do that lift. Now, for that weight to come back down to the initial position, you don't need to engage your muscle in an eccentric form, you're gonna have to disengage. Otherwise that weight's not gonna come down. On the flywheel training, you're going to be forced. There is no way for you to stop that movement right away. So you're going to be forced to extend your arm, like on a curl example, while you're decelerating. So that's the gist of it. I don't want to get too scientific in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for anyone for anyone not familiar, um, it's kind of like, like, let's say you're pulling it from the ground. It's a quick burst, uh, a quick burst as opposed to like, if you're squatting, you have to bring the weight all the way up. Whereas the quick, it's a quick burst Then you catch it and then you brace to go back down. Um, and then I, I think, I, I doubt a lot of people listening knows what eccentric means. Can you define eccentric? All right, so
1: we have a few different muscle contractions, right? We have the concentric, that's when you're making the muscle fibers shorter. You're concentrating that muscle power into making the muscle shorter. Now, you have the isometric that can be holding that movement during the concentric or holding on the eccentric. The eccentric is when you are elongating that muscle you have specific muscle fibers to also help you elongate the muscle so i always tell everyone it's like whenever you're trying to do a negative on a bench press you are working eccentric to a certain extent but you also having to release the weight otherwise it would not go down just imagine you're doing that negative That's the eccentric contraction, but now there's something else other than the weight pulling that bar back down. So the concentric, you're making that muscle smaller and more dense. The eccentric, you're elongating and stretching those muscle fibers, what can create a whole new set of gains. Uh, In fact, we have had some participation, not just our brand, but other brands in studies where you can see a gain of strength 20% faster when combining flywheel training with traditional weight training. And you can also see gains of 30% faster muscle growth on the same setting if you just compare traditional strength training and strength training combined with flywheel training. So there's lot of scientific data behind to back all the things that people already know about flywheel training. We would not be in so many pro teams, we would not be in so many college teams and medical facilities if it wasn't effective. Uh, the main thing is really trying now to educate the home gym market and, and that's why we love what you're doing, Jake. We love what other podcasts are doing relating to people that are training at home.
0: Cool. All right. Well, you so see, you mentioned it's it, the the education is, is still needed. Uh, Flywheel training is still in its infancy. So who who was and the, even uh, eccentric is a pretty new company. Um, so who were the first types of people to catch on to this? And um, yeah, so who are the first people that to catch on to that was a certain type of person or athlete? I'd love to hear that.
1: Yeah, so flywheel, the concept itself, it's been around for a while. So okay. uh, there's studies showing all the way back to 1960s, some people already trying to study uh, either for performance training or for rehab, some sort of flywheel training. Uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, we had uh, a great shift where um, the space exploration started getting a hold of it. Because, of course, if you're in space, there's no gravity. So there's no gravitational pull to move weights and make it that uh, be an effective way. So they are using resistance bands. They're using compression with uh, any sort of other equipment. But they were like, okay, wait a second. If the flywheel is generating that inertia, we can use that in space. So I would say like the first real customers or the first real athletes that started using that, they were astronauts like using similar devices to what we have now. The technology has not shifted to something else. Sure, the the refinement of the product is much, much more advanced now. Uh, And then that's how it got started. And then back here on earth, the first uh, few athletes that got the hold of strength training with flywheel training uh, it was back in Sweden, uh, where Eccentric is based. Uh, it was a hockey team. They are really big in hockey there. And one of the coaches happened to be our founder. Uh, and he was very interested in developing something for the athletes to use here that was flywheel based. So he had a very early version of what now would be a K-box. And they were training uh, this youth uh, hockey team. And they start noticing that increasing power, the increasing speed. And all of a sudden, they start winning everything. And it's like, oh, hello, we okay. have a product. Let's mm-hmm. start uh, diving deep. Let's start developing this product. So like you said, Eccentric is new. We are founded in 2011. We're being around for 12 yeah. years but we have seen this exponential growth every year is like we're growing by 50% or more. And not just us, we can see competitors on the market showing up here and there. And for Eccentric, for our company, competitors are not enemy per se. Competitors are just here in the market to add value to flywheel training. The more competitors we have, the better the whole overall market in flightwheel training is going to get because we're going to have more education. We're going to have more people knowing we're going to help like to diffuse that information to get into more people's hands. So it started really back there. But I would say that in the early 90s is when like you really start catching up to becoming something. And then in 2011 is when we got founded, and now it's just crushing the market.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, when you see more competitors, it kind of just proves your point. Like, this is something that works. Um, so, so yeah, I, I like that you have that attitude. Um, can you tell me about what types of flywheel equipment um, are on the market? I know you you mentioned the K-Box and then the pulley system, but um can you give us a uh yeah just a range of what else is out there
1: yeah so on, on the beginning our company was focused for many years just on the k box the k box was our bread and butter like everybody was happy with it and that's when uh, at some point we start seeing people mounting the k box into the wall because the K box is a primarily a uh, vertical plane movement machine. So you can go up and down and you can maybe create some diagonals from that. Sure, you can do up to 70 different exercises, but all of those vertical pull movements, uh, we're trying to explore a little more. So now with customers mounting the key box on a wall, we're propping against something so they could do horizontal movements like little rows or chest presses when you're standing up, like movements of push and pull, Uh, we needed to develop a new product. That's when we came up with k Pulley. Uh, The k Pulley is very similar to your normal functional trainer or your cable machine. It has a height adjuster. Uh, You can select what height you want to do and you're going to be able to do all those movements on the horizontal plane. And also any diagonals from that. Uh, and we thought that that's where it's going to stop. And then, with the addition to the medical field on the market for us, we start getting a lot of physical therapists requesting single use machines. Sure, K-Box, K-Pulley, great because you can do so many. But then we start getting to more of the specificity. And then we start getting customers like, hey, can we make a leg extension with this technology? Boom, we did it. We have the leg X. And then it's like, hey, now can you make a leg Crow machine? So boom, we have the leg flex. And there's more to come. We're still developing more uh, machines. We're still developing more things. Uh, we're improving our devices day by day. We have a five engineer team on the R&D. That their only job is to really like be the devil's advocate from our own devices, like, hey, how can we make this better? What is not ideal yet? So we're always improving. Uh, there is a certain uh, other companies that are going the same route. And uh, I like to see what some companies are doing. Uh, and I like to see, I went down to Colombia for a sports medicine conference and it was really well received. I got, I got to talk to, uh, a lot of high level brain power in the exercise industry. And everybody was really happy, not just with what we have, but what with, what we're going to have more from flywheel training coming up. So I think that's, uh, sums up everything, but the 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 sky's the limit at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um I think one of the when I think of like flywheel training, I feel like when I'm using it, I'm becoming just like a better athlete. Like it feels like it, it's something good for, for sport um to improve like speed and power. Whereas like lifting weights seems like more of just power. Um Could you explain maybe how um, like uh, flywheel training works in that sense um, to help build uh, speed and power? Yes, yes. So we have
1: that component already, right? When you're working, you know that you're working throughout the whole movement, not just when you're lifting something. So you're gonna get that really big growth in that now what you're going to do is you're going to start manipulating. So for training speed and explosion and power, you're going to add more flywheels, you're going to do shorter explosive movements and things like that. Uh, we have a whole eccentric academy with level one training, with level two training for coaches. Uh, we also have partnered with big names in the industry to create courses. So we have uh, college coaches that know and already have applied that now creating courses for us and like really helping to explain the ABCs because for traditional weight training is easy. You go online and you're going to find so yeah. much information. But for flywheel training, one of the things that people really have to wrap their head around and I'm sure you have that moment is how much weight is a disc, or how can I transfer what I'm doing to pounds? And that's the first thing, like that, we have to break some people's hearts, like the people that have that big ego that squats like 600 pounds. It's like, yeah, we don't, we don't measure that in in pounds. It's a it's a velocity based training, so it's gonna be a little different on that aspect. Yeah.
0: Well, so, well, speaking of that, how how do you track improvement over time?
1: So we do have a few ways to do it. One of the main ways is what we do with weight training, right? we have the RPE, the rate of perceived effort, you know, okay, I'm training with a large flywheel, I'm doing a squat on a two-by-two tempo, uh, and now I'm noticing that's getting easy. So that's the 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 cheap way to do it or the basic way to do it. Now, we do have the sensors that come in the Pro models uh, of our devices. So a KBox Pro, like the one I have here, has what we call the K-meter sensor. It's a sensor that's measuring how fast that flywheel is spinning. And then with all the calculations that our engineers combine, you're going to have that result of wattage. So it's going to be similar like a rowing machine you're gonna have that wattage. Okay, you're working out, you're doing your squats today with two large flywheels and you're getting 400
0: watts in each squat. That's great. That that makes sense. I I didn't necessarily know that with the pro models uh, had the sensors like that. Uh, One thing that I have heard too, is it's it's a good way to recover from injury, certain injuries, um, could you, dive into that uh, for me uh, and explain maybe who would use this to recover from injuries and how how they do that? Yes, definitely. So we have two aspects on
1: that, the rehab and also the prehab. So a lot of pro teams are using the devices not only to improve performance, but also to prevent injuries. But to answer your question as far as recovering from injuries, Uh, Physical therapists are using that in professional settings with pro teams, but mostly with the day-to-day customers that they have coming to the clinics because the equipment is going to be really good at allowing the customer to understand the range of motion that they need to work. And the professional, the physical therapist, the doctor is going to be able to dial down or dial up the resistance based on the speed. And also with help of the k meter, you can quantify those movements. Okay. Um. In the prehab, uh, I would say that like most teams it is what they're interested the in most right now. Uh, we have a soccer team uh, reported as uh, a soccer team from Mexico, one of the premier teams there. Uh, they came to talk to me uh, and they were like, hey, I just want to bring this up to your attention. This was the first year that during a whole season, we had no hamstrings injuries. Mm. And it started when we started using your equipment. So it, it just goes to say that's not a snake oil. It's not something that's trying to trick people. You're really just training your muscle and your body in a full
0: way." Gotcha. Okay. Um, All right. Let's say I've listened to this. You've you've already convinced I'm a home gym owner. You convinced me to buy a K box or a a K pulley. Um, What are some common mistakes that I need to avoid when I first get there? Like, what are what are just some things that someone should shouldn't do um, when they first get it?
1: I think the main thing is taking advantage. First thing of all is like taking advantage of the support that we provide. So before your purchase, talk to us. We don't work on commission. We work here to make people happy and make sure that they get what they need. The second thing is every purchase comes with an onboarding session. So one of our flywheel training specialists is going to help you to get set up. It's going to help you to show how to use it. It's going to help you to show you what to do, what to not do, and also on how you can get better uh, achievements
0: on the exercise that you're looking for. And then what about like just what are some other general tips um, to, ma- to make sure you get the most out of flywheel training? Well, um, so the main thing is, uh, I think is like the, the
1: concept is like, oh, no, you're just going fast like a rowing machine. No. The main idea is you need to accelerate as much as you want or as much as you can during the concentric phase. And then you need to decelerate. You're trying to stop the movement during the eccentric. You're trying to get that long range of motion where you're gonna stop that movement. Uh, uh, So a lot of the mistakes that we see is people just going like up and down, up and down really fast, no control. The main thing with this is like, you need to control the movement. Otherwise, just grab a pair of dumbbells and go do it that way. Uh, the, the other thing is like really respecting your body and the machine. You probably already noticed there's very little room for mistakes when you're setting it up. So once you set up the length of that drive belt for the specific exercise that you're looking for, uh, you need to respect because as soon as you get up on that squat, you're going to have a millisecond before the machine
0: starts sucking you back down. Right. It does. It does take some use, some getting used to, um, how long would you, how long would you say it takes most before they're, before they're able to catch on? Just, I just want to make sure, like, if someone tries it one time at a convention, for example, and they can't get the hang of it, how, how, how long does it typically take for someone to, to get it right? Yeah, I
1: I would definitely write off that like one-off, you just tried on a convention or anything. I would say it takes up to 10 training sessions. And I'm talking about training sessions, not 10 exercises. It takes up to 10 training sessions for that light bulb moment to happen. Because the first one, you're going to feel weird. You're going to have all those adjustments. And then every time
0: that you're working, you're going to improve and get better. Okay, that's good advice. Makes sense. Something that, something that I thought of as you were chatting specifically about the technology that is already implemented in some of the devices is like, what, what does that look like in the future? Um, I'm sure you have thoughts as to like how tech integrates with your devices in the future. Uh, could you share any thoughts you might have on that?
1: Yes, yes, on the short term. Uh now, with the help of the ecentric app on your phone, any Android, iOS device, you can download the app. and if you have the K meter integrated, you can connect that to the app and you have follow along exercises. what it's great, it's great, especially for the home user. Uh, okay. I want to train for muscle gain and I'm I'm doing legs today. We're going to have a workout. You click, you follow along and you go and the metrics are going to be compared to what we expect the metrics to be. But those workouts can also be used without the sensor itself. You can just follow along the workout. You're not going to have the key metrics, but you're going to be able to use that RPE. Now, with the future, what's going to come is like integration to other platforms, integration with other technology that's already out there, just like the sensors that we started using uh, to amplify how much people can understand of how they're training.
0: And then I would love to also just hear your your general thoughts on the future of flywheel training uh, I think all of us could like uh, if you look at the numbers and I would agree uh, everything says it's going to keep growing um, right however I, I'd just like to hear just maybe y- your thoughts on what the future of flywheel training looks like like who 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 um, is impacted the most um, t- train like training changes uh, equipment changes any any kind of thoughts you have on the subject would be cool to hear No, of
1: course, of course, yes. Like we're always asking that question ourselves because Uh we want to get ahead of the game. Uh, One of the main sectors right now that uh, it goes alongside the expansion is going into personal training studios or more like the commercial gym side because right now our equipment is equipment that you need instruction, is equipment that you need that onboarding, or is an equipment that you need a coach or a physical therapist for you to get the best of it, because it's a very specialized equipment. That's why we offer so much of the education. And right now, at this point, we are starting to move towards uh, equipment that's a little more friendly, per se, to the day to day user of a 24 hour fitness or to like a commercial gym. Because right now, if I put a K box on a commercial gym, sure, a lot of people might know how to use it and might know how to get the best of it. But there's also a lot of people that are going to just not know how to use it. They're going to have the wrong impression. They're going to say, oh, this doesn't work. Or the worst, they can even get hurt trying to use it without that proper instruction. Uh, so we're moving towards partnering with uh, some small group training studios to start getting that into more of like a class setting. And we're also moving more and more towards the home gym by providing more education online, more follow along exercises or YouTube uh library is just growing by what we get information from home users. Uh we, And I don't want the people to get that wrong impression. We're not here thinking and saying that flywheel training is going to replace every other type of training. That's not our goal. Our goal is to really bring this tool that's an excellent tool for exercising to anyone around. So we have customers that already have like a packed gym and they bring the K-Box and they love that addition. But we also have customers that are just starting with their home gym and they want equipment that's uh, sufficient enough that they don't need to buy 20 things at once. So the K-Box has been great uh, on that because customers can really like get the best of it, get the most of it on that one piece of equipment. So I think that the commercial gym and the home segment is what's going to grow the most on the next five years for us and for flywheel training. Of course, the other segments, the medical field, the rehab, all the pro and performance teams, that's going to always be growing and growing. But we're trying to really uh, get out and see what else, where else can we do it? Uh, Recently... Uh, we got some big orders coming from the military because it's an equipment that's really easy to deploy. Like you don't need to spend a barbell with 600 pounds of weights for somebody to train. So it's really easy to put a box on the trunk of the car with a few flywheel training discs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, from my personal experience, I can definitely see how flywheel training would... Would could be like something that someone uses every day, but then also just the component that it complements just about anything you, any sport, any training you're doing, it can definitely help. Um, I personally like to use it as like a finisher um, for a number of things uh, at the end of my workout, or if I don't have a lot of time, like you could really get a good workout in like five to 10 minutes if you really go after it. I mean, it has that component to it. So, um, so yeah, I I I definitely agree, and I think like you know, based and I thought this before we went into this chat. It's just going to take a lot of education to really get the word out. Um, I think the combination right now, like you know, home gym owners, um, with just based off the data we discussed, there's not a lot of knowledge on it. And the entry point is still relatively high, so it's not like something that it, it's not a cheap device. These devices aren't cheap, and if you have no experience with it, it's just not on top of your radar. So I think though, as more education comes out, um, we're definitely going to see more flywheels in home gyms. And I think once um, it, it, uh, if if you're able to maybe partner with some of these home gym companies that provide that have a, a really large reach or, you know, podcasts like this, or, you know, those sorts of things. It takes quite a bit of like touch points to really get on the top of people's mind, but I definitely think like it, it works. So it's going to come like the education, like people are gonna, it's going to get on people's radar. Um, so yeah, I, I, I blabbered there for a little bit, but I just wanted to add my a a little bit of insight into my experience and thoughts as well. Um, but no, the last you
1: correct for sure on your on your thoughts I, I i think uh flywheel training can be used in many different ways and that's what makes it so versatile i think the hardest thing to wrap the, the head around is that it is a velocity based training so uh, you can get a really hard workout with a small flywheel or you can yes. get a really hard workout with a large flywheel it yes. all depends on your tempo training, depends on your range of motions. And once uh the the, the most home gym owners that come to us to get equipment are those seasoned home gym owners, people that already have a good setup, people that already had a good knowledge, and they're ready to take the next step towards performance training. But like I said, we also have that big chunk of the home gym market. That's people that are just like they just bought like a few dumbbells and now they're ready to do the next step. And they see your piece of equipment as a way to not have to buy a huge bulk piece of equipment. Yeah, and you can you
0: can easily move it inside and like if, if it's super if like you're in the garage and it's super cold in the winter it's something you can take inside you can throw in the car on vacation um yeah it's it's pretty convenient as well at yeah, least the k-box K bo- like
1: yeah k-box yeah. like the one that you have is compact it's less than four square feet uh total and mm-hmm. he only weighs 33 pounds Right. So it's very easy for you to move around. It's very easy to, oh, it's a beautiful day. Let me put out on the driveway and work out while I'm doing some tanning at the same time. Or <laughs> what I like to do is I camp a lot with my family. I take mm-hmm. the K-Pulley with me. I take the K-Box. They take very little space. And you don't need to ruin your training. Uh, a lot of the trainers that used to work with me, I had a guy that worked with me in Arizona. His name is Jason. He used to say, vacations ruin lives. And then people would like at first get shocked. But then he's trying to explain like, yeah, you get out of your routine. You're not taking your supplements that you take every day that make you feel good. You start eating things that you're not used to eat. And the main thing, you're not exercising like you normally do. So I see this as a potential way to like really, oh, the Cape Pulley, it's so light and portable. You can throw in a little backpack and go to your regular gym, go to your home gym, or just go to a park. There's a strap mount that you can wrap around the tree and you can use it. So that there's many ways. And as far as price points that you're touching, I feel that uh, that's where eccentric and the whole Swedish mentality comes into hand. Because a lot of other companies on the market, some of our competitors, the, they start getting a little greedy. Because like, oh, I'm a new, I'm a novelty, so I can charge an exorbitant amount of money. So some of our competitors, they can cost five times more than our device, with a device that's five times less refined than what we have. Uh, Since they started working for Eccentric, we already had price reductions four times. And we can do that through the profits. Okay, we're doing really well. We can reduce the cost. And we can do that also because we are creating other devices that are gonna be able to help home gym users and all that. So we're also specifying. So now a home gym user that just want a basic K box, don't need to buy the most expensive one. So that's where we're helping. And we're always looking for ways to lower the cost of our devices by always sourcing materials, always looking to where uh, everything's coming from. We're always trying to lower our carbon footprint. So we're always looking in ways. Oh, how can we deliver this to the customer with less carbon footprint? How we can manufacture this with less carbon footprint? All of our equipments, everything is manufacturing Sweden on our own factory. What's great because we can control a lot of those variables. Uh, So w- you're going to see in the future is going to get more and more affordable, at least for us, for eccentric. You're going to see that our equipments, we're going to range. We're going to start having even more of a bigger range. OK, you a protein that really focus on performance. Oh, we're going to have like the optimal prime of the K boxes. We're going to have something that's like beefier, heavier, it has more sensors and more technology. Oh, but you're just a home user that wants to do a 30-minute workout every day. Okay, we're going to have a more basic kickbox that's less expensive, but it still gets
0: the job done. Got it. Yeah. Um, makes sense. And then, you know, you kind of answered that. You kind of answered my last question um, right there. But, however... um. I appreciate you coming on, taking the time to explain. I would love to give you uh, a, a second to explain why someone should go with eccentric eccentric equipment over uh, some of your competitors, even though you know you mentioned a lot of them are doing some good things as well. Yeah, like
1: I said, our competitors are not our enemies. But if I had to point to one thing why eccentric is what I said right on the beginning, we're the pioneers. And we're the yeah. premium brand on the market. So we have been doing this for 12 years. It's not a lot of time, but our closest competitor is five years younger than us. Gotcha. So we have been doing this. We know what worked. we know what didn't work, and we're always looking for ways to improve. So I feel that you probably had this feeling once you receive your key box and you look and you see how well manufactured is, how everything makes sense. I think that's the biggest point. Uh, I'm not even touching on the price per se because, yes, we're the premium brand. We are the pioneers, but we're still one of the best prices on the market. So we're fitting, like, in all of those things. I think that Eccentric also has that care for the customer service. Like, everything is 24-7. You need support. You can send us a message, and in less than 24 hours, we're going to help you. Uh, we ship worldwide. We're helping anywhere, everywhere. And we do that concierge service. When you're purchasing something, we help you build your setup. And you can know that we don't have like the commission interest in mind. We're really helping you to build the device and the system that we you want. And you know that after that purchase, we're going to be there along the way. You can text us, you can send an email, you have a question. And we will provide to any customer that purchased the device that free onboarding session with one of our flywheel training specialists. And then you can go over any and all questions once you have the device in front of you. Because I remember when we first talked before you even got your kickbox, you had all those questions. But I'm sure once you received and look at it, a ton of other questions popped up. And that's why Eccentric is here. And that's why Eccentric is on a position that it is. It's the most well-known flywheel brand Across the whole world.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, appreciate your time. Uh, I'll plug in all of the uh, eccentric links into the podcast description. Um, I also will we'll have a follow up blog post summarizing this um, podcast. Put that in the links as well. Um, but before you go, is there anything else you'd like to? like to say yeah I just like to say to everybody if you are interested
1: in trying it out reach out to us talk to eccentric uh, worldwide just reach out give us your um, regional area and we can find a partner we can find a facility that will have open doors for you to go try. Uh, Because we partner with a lot of our customers that have raving reviews for us. And and they're like, hey, if anybody ever wants to try, just send here. And I give them like all the rundown of how it works. Because we want to make sure that our customers are happy and that they have tried out. Now, if it is a region where we cannot find a partner for you to test the equipment before purchasing, you also can know that we offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. So you can even purchase use for a full 30 days. And if after that, for any reason, you think that's not for you, we will respect your uh, decision and you can ship it back to us and receive a refund. Awesome. We're that close is, that people going to like our equipment. So that's why we can offer that.
0: That is all good to know. All right. Well, thanks again. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. Appreciate the time.
1: I appreciate you and your questions. Thank you so much. You got it.